talking about the Beatitudes, the attitudes that enable us to act certain ways and to have action and be what we need to be. And it's in Matthew chapter 5, and we're looking at the longest of the Beatitudes. The Beatitude itself is only one small verse like the others, but what's interesting is that he adds to it. He said, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then he goes on to say, blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Bible teaches that the true Christian can expect that some times along the way of life we will be persecuted. Jesus said we will be identified with him, and so identified with him we will be persecuted. In John, uh, he talks about that in, in chapter 15 and verse 18. Let me read it to you. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me that first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I've chosen you out of the world. That's why the world hates you. Also, in 2 Timothy 3.12, the scripture talks about the same thing, where Paul writes, Timothy, in fact, everyone who wants to live godly, who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, will be persecuted. So, persecution is not just a possibility, it is a probability for the child of God. That doesn't mean we're going to be hung by the neck or that we're going to be crucified like Jesus. It doesn't mean that we're going to even experience any kind of physical. It may be more of a verbal persecution. But the Bible says, blessed, we should rejoice and, and we should take it seriously. And we should be grateful that Jesus is willing to trust us with responsibilities that have incurred persecution because of him, not because of us, not because of anything that we have done, but because of what he has done in us and through us. Now, in these, this is the only one I said of all of the Beatitudes that has more than that one verse. It has more of an explanation. And I think because it's so important for us to know that we, that we can rejoice even in this. He says you can rejoice if you're persecuted for Christ. Now, what he does not mean just because we're persecuted, people are persecuted every day, but not because they know Christ, not because they share Jesus, not because they live the Christian life. People are cursed, persecuted for all kinds of things. But he said, because of me, for righteousness' sake, not because you're lazy, not because you're irresponsible, not because you're incompetent, not because you're judgmental and proud, but because you trust me, because you belong to me for righteousness sake, for me, for my own sake. So if we're blessed and can rejoice, it should be because of that. What righteousness is, is the righteousness taught in the preceding Beatitudes. The righteousness is the, right, the, the, the kind of righteousness that God gives to us and enables us to practice. The world can't tolerate that. In fact, one of the things that people hate is somebody whose life is so godly that, that their terrible sins are so accentuated because it's like the light in the darkness 
here's the darkness, but the light shines and it points out everything that's going on in the darkness. And the life of a Christian can often, in the office, in the school, in the neighborhood, point out things to people that they don't want to see about themselves. And so because of that, they, they resent us or they persecute us or they say things about us. And the persecutor is often one who hates us or despises us for that. And sometimes you're not even sure what the problem is. But the Bible says nobody who lives godly will escape some kind of persecution. Why did they hate Jesus? Because of who he was, because of what he said, and because what he did exposed them for what they were. So he says, on account of me, we're linked with him. And if you want to be like Jesus, you can expect some persecution. You can expect some ridicule. But it's not something... That, that we should be worried about. It should be something we rejoice about and not take the martyr's position, poor me. Somebody doesn't like me because I'm a Christian or somebody says something bad about me because I love Christ or I don't go do the things they do. You see, if you've never been rejected for sharing Christ, you've probably not shared Christ much. If you've never been out of step with culture, you may not have had much persecution. But if you have morality, values, and standards that are Christ in your life. I guarantee you some things will happen. He says you will, they will insult you, cast insults at you. And the word means to cast in one's teeth, the throwing up things from your face, the idea of verbal abuse. And they will persecute you. The root idea there is pursue and chase somebody, harass somebody. And sometimes it's indirect and whispered, but but it's there. And then say all kinds of evil against you falsely, lie about you. But the key is on account of me. Samuel Rutherford, a pastor of the past, said, I've ne I never knew how many years of preaching so many, so much of God Christ's love as he taught in, in my system. I never learned so much about Christ's love as I did when I was imprisoned in Scotland. He's talking about the fact that it was in his persecution that he came to grasp the full meaning of all that Christ had done for him and what that meant. Christ's cross is a burden that you and I have to bear, but it's a burden that's like a sail on a ship and like wings on a bird. It makes our life worth living, and it's worth suffering for. You can rejoice, he says, because of the reward. The reward will be <clears throat> you will be identified with Jesus as one of his. In Acts 5.41, the disciples had been persecuted and jailed, and they rejoiced that they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name of Jesus. Also, he says, you'll have great reward in heaven. Not now, always, but in heaven, great, wonderful, special things. God will not permit what has been done for his glory to go unrewarded. He promises that over and over again. <clears throat> Persecution makes the present awareness of one's possession of the kingdom more vivid and more joyous. As we go through a difficult time, it makes heaven seem better and his strength now brighter and life it enables us to live life more acceptably. It also brings us in the same company with the prophets. We're counted like the prophets. We're in their class when we suffer persecution. We're in the fellowship of the company of the martyrs and the great men and women of faith who have stood for Jesus Christ. 
So he says, rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Count it all joy when you are persecuted. Father, help us to do that today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day. 